0: Thanks for tuning in to Organic Matters. For this part of the show, I'm going to talk about something, again, I always say a little different, but it's just something I had brought up. Supreme Court is now going to grapple with an animal welfare law. Uh, they're challenging it as a California law requiring pork, pigs, to be humanely raised. Let me just give you my two cents up front. They are not in most places. Several years back, I was, well, I've been a teacher off and on in different places. I had a special needs class that I was also the, or maybe, I'm not, I'm not sure the word is even teacher, uh, the administrator of. And one of the things I decided to do was to take the, I went and got my own CDL so I could drive my own school bus, <laughs> and I took my kids uh, by invitation to a swine farm, pig farm outside of Fredericksburg, Texas hadn't been there before, one of my students, one of my special needs kids' dad owned the place, and I thought it'd be nice, so when I got my driver's license, every week I tried to take them somewhere, I mean, part of of teaching them to get along was to socialize and go, and it's something a lot of them didn't get, they just were either home or with me, that just was the easiest way to, to, to keep them, and I didn't agree with that. So anyway, we went to this farm, if you want to call it a farm, and it was appalling, it was depressing. It was disgusting. These pigs were in little five by or six by six concrete pens, great big sows. Their piglets that they were having had to be suckled through iron bars so they didn't lay on them. The food came down a chute along with medication, which is the big reason I don't like the way we raise pork. And then it was all automatically washed off by, it was just so commercial. There was, it wasn't a survival of a, of a living animal that I would put anything through. Well, this law that was passed in California was supposed to stop that. But now the rest of the, it's the National Pork Producers Council is, is fighting it in California to begin with. Because a lot of times, folks, what goes on in California ends up in the rest of the country. Whether you like California or not, uh, they're either the worst or the best state because they really are progressive about a number of things, whether it's about immigration or animal welfare or the environment or pollution. they usually be at the top of the list of, of what I think eventually becomes law. The, a new idea, for instance, is the cars I just talked about in an earlier part of this show. They have an EV by 19—I think it's 2035, not 19—2035— they're not going to have any more gasoline guzzling cars on while well, they've been on the roads you're going to be able to use the ones you have but all the new automobiles going into California will be Electric vehicles. Yes, it sounds too forward. I have I did another part of the show this week, if you want to hear it, on on, can we electrify the EVs? And yes, we do have enough power in the nation already to do it, contrary to what several of my callers and or email people have said, oh, we're not going to be able to charge them. Yes, we are. That's not the problem. The problem with not being able to charge them there is getting the f- stations to where it's convenient for everybody to use. But we are producing already enough power, in essence, if you want me to cut my article down to nothing, to do about two billion automobiles worldwide in the next three to five years. So so we are able to do that and much cleaner now than we're doing with gas guzzlers. So anyway, to get back on the subject, we're going to talk a little bit about this law in California and, and whether it's, it's going to pass or, well, it's already passed, but there's a, a court case against them by the Pork Producers Association, which I've never been happy with. All oh, they're they're like so many big companies, all they know is how much money they can make. And sometimes you have to consider the health of the animal, to consider the people eating it. And, and there's been a lot of fights about that. I don't know if it's gonna come up in this uh, article or not. If it does, I'll, I'll sure uh, give you that information. Give you a little background. Pork producers are challenging a law that California voters adopted back in, I think, yeah, 2018. It was a ballot initiative, over 63% statewide approval, well over half. It set new conditions for raising hogs, veal calves, and egg laying chickens, whose meat or eggs are going to be sold in the state of California. And incidentally, the single state of California represents over 15%. Of the United States pork market. So it's no small potato. It's got a reason to have a, a vested interest in this. At most commercial hog farms, pregnant sows are kept in gestation crates that can measure as small as two by seven feet, or actually the ones I were here are like two by five. Enough room for the animals to sit, stand, and lay down, but not enough to turn around once. California's law requires that each sow must have at least 24 square feet, which is still ridiculous, nearly double the amount that they get right now. It does not require farmers to raise free-range pigs just to provide more square feet when they keep hogs in the building, which I disagree with, but let's, pardon the pun, let's take one step at a time. Well, the National Pork Producers Council argues that this requirement imposes too heavy a compliance cost on farmers across the U.S. since large hog farms may house thousands of sows and that it restricts interstate commerce. The Constitution's commerce clause, quote, delegates authority to regulate interstate commerce to the federal government. In a series of cases over the past 50 years, the Supreme Court has made it clear that it will strike down any state law that seeks to control commerce in another state or give preference to an in-state commerce. It's not going to give a preference, it's actually going to eliminate it to some degree in their state, so I'm not sure what leg they have to stand on here. Farmers and animal welfare advocates do understand that if California wins, states with the most progressive animal welfare policies, primarily the West Coast and the Northeastern states, will be able to effectively set national standards for the well-being of many agricultural animals, not just the, the, the swine, the pigs, but chickens, dairy, and other cattle raisers. Conceivably, California might also be able to require basic conditions of of human labor, such as minimum wage standards associated with products sold in California, not just from within the state. I might mention here, there's already nine other states that have already adopted laws requiring pork producers to phase out these gestation crates. They're just horrible. In addition, Massachusetts law would also apply to retail sales of pork raised elsewhere, like California's. But its enforcement is on hold, pending the Supreme Court's ruling in the California case. give you a little background, the main federal law that regulates living conditions for animals is in the Animal Welfare Act, which was signed back in 1966. Among other things, it requires the Department of Agriculture to adopt humane regulations for keeping animals that are exhibited in zoos and circuses or sold as pets. However farm animals then were explicitly exempt from the definition of an animal. What a weird oversight. While the federal government is mute on farm animal welfare, each state clearly has the power to regulate this issue within its borders. For example, in recent years, nine states have adopted outlawed housing, egg-laying chickens in battery cages. They were also another wreck. They have been the industry standard for decades. These wire enclosures are so small, the birds cannot spread their wings. They can't really even stand up for a big stretch. They're terrible. Since many states still permit battery cages, egg-laying chickens' quality of life depends on the state in which they reside, which is really crazy. It is also clear that the state of California has no power to adopt laws that are binding on the farmers of other states. This case falls between those two points. we have got to think about this a bit. The California law says that if producers want to sell pork in California, they must raise pigs under conditions that comply with the state's regulations. Farmers do not have to meet these standards unless they want to sell in California. The same requirement is applied to producers located in California and those based elsewhere. So the law does not directly discriminate between states in a way that would constitute a clear commerce cause violation. In addition, producers of eggs and veal, who sell in California, are on track to implement new space requirements for their animals under the law. In my view, folks, however, much of the pork industry appears to be in denial about what they're doing. Instead of working out how to comply, the National Pork Producers Council wants the courts to set the California law aside so they don't have to do it anywhere. In other words, go ahead and, and have what I call cruelty to pigs, whether you worry about a pig or not. Uh, it's just ridiculous that, that we've made uh, what, what used to be called farming into what I call industrial biocide, as far as the animals are concerned. Interestingly, even as this case moved forward, however, some of the major producers, even I'm not happy with either one of these companies either at this point, including Hormel and Tyson, has said that they would be able to comply with the California standard. Neiman Ranch, one of my favorite places, although it's not organic, it's close, it's a network of family farms and ranches who raise livestock humanely and sustainably, has even filed what's called an amicus brief with the Supreme Court to support the state of California. Admittedly, folk, pork farmers, they got millions of bucks, okay, uh, in their facilities. And, and the system produces huge quantities of cheap pork. Unfortunately, not in a humane way. But Californians, like me, I guess, have taken the position that this output comes at an ethically unacceptable cost to the animals in the system. Let's cut to the chase here. It's a national standard in the cards. Many animal welfare questions involve striking this kind of balance between ethical positions and economic consequences in a political context. It's, to me, like mixing oil and water, which makes the predictions rather difficult. The biggest unknown is what views the newest Supreme Court justices will bring to this case. Remember what's happened to the Supreme Court. They're the people that just turned over the... uh, Roe versus Wade. (laughs) Only four current justices, John Roberts, Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, and Sonia Sotomayor, were members of the court when that rule was set on the Stevens case back in 2010. So I guess the question is, will today's court support California's right to regulate products sold within its borders or meet corporations' economic arguments? How many justices will see farm animal welfare as an important public concern? Well, personally, I expect the court will uphold this law. It's just the sane and humane thing to do. And if that happens, within five years, livestock producers will be proposing national legislation setting uniform welfare standards for farm animals. It's really kind of impossible now to predict whether or not a national law would improve animal welfare or adopt existing poor welfare practices. But anything that's a step ahead is a step forward. The, the, if you've not, well, I don't even want you to do it. If you've never been to what they call a pig farm, then you don't know. If you win, I don't think you would uh, <laughs> probably eat any more pork. Incidentally, I do practice what I preach. I do not buy commercial pork, folks. Uh, when I do eat pork, I'm not anti-pork. I'm anti, uh, I guess I'm anti-establishment. I buy here in Texas. It's very easy if you go looking to buy wild boar good pork meat, but but no, I, I don't want to support uh, the, the Tysons and the Hormels or any of them that, that don't take into consideration, a, I guess, a living thing. They, they just don't care. You, they might as well be producing nuts and bolts. They have no concept uh, that they're, they're dealing with a living animal. So I guess that's my tree hugger part of it for the day. As usual, thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters.